0: There is unbelievable life in Jesus Christ. Unbelievable life. Do you know what I'm talking about? There is this world, people walk, they talk, they breathe, they eat, they go to work, they drink their coffee, whatever, but that's not life. There is life in another dimension the dimension of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that true life is only in Him. Without Jesus Christ, you are a walking, talking, dead person. Hallelujah. Some of you are like, really? Yes. Yes, there is only life in Him. What you think is life, is not life at all. You know, many people that go around with demonic problems, they're so used to depression that they don't even know they're depressed. I prayed for people and they. And I said, do you suffer depression? And they say, no. <laughs> the Holy Spirit blows through them, casts it out, and they go, oh, I don't understand myself. Who am I? It was... Life came into them. There is life. Supernatural, heavenly life in Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to meet him. him. Amen. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. So scientists, you need to read the book. Everything was made through him. In him was life. In Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it, hallelujah. You see, the life of Jesus Christ is light indeed. Last week, you know, people get full of the Holy Spirit and they have different types of experiences. Last week, a lady, I said, what's happening? She said, I'm full of light, light, and the life was the light of men. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, hallelujah, hallelujah, people are just in darkness. But when you come to Jesus Christ, his life will become light in your life. Did you know if we turned off all the lights, you might as well be blind, can't see anything. People without Jesus Christ and his light they're spiritually blind. They walk, they talk, they see, they do all, but they're blind. How many times, you know, when people come to me, they say, I don't understand what's going on in my life. Well, they simply, they stand with, there with their list and they don't understand. And the light of Jesus Christ exposes, exposes, their heart, their life, their demons, the darkness, the very root of the problem. Many times on their placard, on your piece of paper, they don't have the main issue because they don't want to talk about it. They're too ashamed, shy. But the Holy Spirit in his love. I had a, a, a family last week and uh, you saw the video about the teenage girl who didn't want to wait. But the Holy Spirit revealed the problem of the marriage that wasn't on their placard. Anger, anger. And the Lord brought restoration. Who is this Jesus? Colossians 1.14. He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation, by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is above all things and in him all things consist. I was in a meeting in Durban, South Africa and sitting up the back, I thought, I'm just having a day off. It wasn't my meeting. I was sitting up the back holding my baby grandson by the sound desk and a demonized lady comes stamping down the meeting and comes to me and says, I want to talk to you. And the demon speaking out of her. And I thought, I just wanted to have a day off. (laughs) And I thought, you're not my assignment, demon. I said, I see Jesus. Who are you? I see Jesus. Who are you? Amen? Who are you, cancer? Who are you? Who are you, blindness? Who are you, demon? Who are you, schizophrenia? Who are you, poverty? Who are you? He is above all things, and by him all things were created. His words are life. You know, what we need is to hear Jesus speak to us by the Holy Spirit. We need a word from the Lord. We don't need someone saying to us, God's gonna bless you and he's gonna do this and he's gonna do that and and go on and on and on tell you all the things that you want. We don't need psychic prophets. What we need is a word from the Lord. Jesus said in John 6, 63, it is the Spirit who gives life. The Holy Spirit comes to give life. If you're in a church where they don't want the Holy Spirit to come, that church is dead because the Holy Spirit comes to give life. You're a church, but there's a deadness in the church. It's religion. You need to break it off and say, come Holy Spirit, and you will find life. I'm not talking about some sort of spiritual flaky stuff, I'm talking about the reality of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus working among us, bringing life, life to autism, life to those who are sick, life to those in poverty, life to the sinner. The flesh profits nothing. This is why in the church, We need the Holy Spirit to come because the flesh profits nothing. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. May the Lord revive the church again so that we have life in the church, so that we have prophetic preaching once more, where the Holy Spirit comes and speaks through the preachers and brings life to dead sinners. You know, sinners need to hear the Gospel, that they need to repent, turn from their sin, that the blood atones for sin, Jesus forgives. A man came up to me, he was probably Christian background, probably went to church, I don't know, and he said to me, I've been watching porn, just watch it. I never knew it was wrong until I heard you preaching. And he said, I realized it was wrong and I've stopped, it's all stopped we need someone to tell us the truth the truth the devil wants to silence truth jesus said i am the way and the truth and the life you'll never come to eternal life without the truth that every sinner needs to repent The wages of sin is the opposite to life. Romans 6.23, it's death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The words that I speak to you, Jesus said, the words coming out of his mouth are spirit and life. Wow. You know, Sometimes people are disappointed, you know, we we get this disappointment. You know, I thought Mark was going to pray for me. I thought he was going to say something. And when you look at the ministry of Jesus, he didn't fulfill people's expectations. He did the work of the Father, hallelujah. I remember in Europe this year, a lady's blind and I came up and I blew on her and I can't remember, and she went down on the uh, in the chair and she's blind in one eye from birth and she's disappointed because I didn't say anything. I didn't pray for her. She's sitting there disappointed and she looks up at the stage she can see she can see the Holy Spirit brings the life of Jesus hallelujah we have a family who who uh, often come and they minister and one of them is about 12 years old I think and uh, Juliana I think her name is and uh, she's with her dad and and that they get they learn from me some of the kids and so she She's blowing and a blind lady opens her eyes and can see, you know, we've got it on tape. My words are spirit and life, we need the Holy Spirit, not models of ministry. Did you hear me? We need the Holy Spirit and not models of ministry. And you know, we don't permit the Holy Spirit to come we don't allow him to come we die and he reigns. we die and he takes full control it's not like you know you're driving and you allow the Holy Spirit to drive sometimes that means you're working in the flesh you die and he takes over That's why these meetings are always so different. Sometimes, I remember once I stopped the worship. My daughter Sarah had fallen down a a steep staircase in an Airbnb and damaged her shoulder and she's playing the piano. And the Lord stops the meeting and heals her and says, now you can go on. She's like, oh great, praise God, you know. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit. Take control. Jesus be Lord. You know, pastors, you are servants. You're not masters. You're servants of God. A servant of God is not meant to be a position. It's meant to be a state of total humility, of service. Praise God. A leper comes to Jesus in Matthew 8, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. His words were spirit and life, I am willing, be cleansed. Those words had never been spoken throughout biblical history. You can look in the Old Testament. Those words were never spoken before. I am willing, be cleansed. But Jesus spoke as the Father taught him. Amen. He wasn't copying. Holy Spirit is not a copy. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. In Matthew 14, 34, it says, when they crossed over in the boat, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they went and sent out into all the surrounding region, brought him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well because they touched divine, supernatural, Heavenly life, hallelujah. Tonight, if you touch the hem of, Je- of Jesus' garments, you will be healed. All who touched his garment, they received the life of Jesus Christ. Touch by faith, by faith, by faith. Remember the woman who was pressing through pressing through the crowd. She's talking, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. She was in a state of faith. And she reached out and her faith touched Jesus. Reach out tonight and touch him by faith. Remember the woman was doing what was illegal by Old Testament law. She wasn't allowed to be in a crowd. She was unclean, but she persevered. Let your faith persevere. Let no disappointment come into your heart, but persevere in the prayer of faith. Is any among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church and they will pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick man and if he's committed any sins, he will be forgiven. The prayer of faith, keep your heart and your mouth in faith. When you go from this place, keep your heart and your mouth in faith. Faith is thanking God before you see it. Faith is praise before you see it. For we walk by faith and not by by sight. Hallelujah. Your sight is seeing a wheelchair. Your sight is seeing a doctor's report. Your sight is seeing this, that, and the other. But faith looks to the life of Jesus Christ. Faith looks beyond the natural into the heavenly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there is a reality that is beyond this world, a reality that is more real than the chair that you are seated on. It is the reality of Jesus Christ. His life is amazing. His power is glorious. Praise God. You know, this world... It's like putty in the hands of the master. He's like the potter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, someone comes with a broken bone. And what's a broken bone? You've seen, maybe some of you have seen the testimonies of people with broken bones. The life of Jesus Christ comes into that broken bone. And it is made whole. The physical realm is subject to the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's subject to life, to life, hallelujah. He rules, he rules, he rules. He is greater than your problem. Praise the Lord, praise God. In Luke 6 verse 19, And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. Just put your faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes I come up to someone, pray for them. We have a whole team that prays for people. And I'm I'm like, the person looks at me like I can help them. And sometimes I say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And I walk away. I I just can't help you, you know, just can't. I'd like to, I can't. But if you will put your faith in Jesus Christ, all things are possible, hallelujah. So there were some blind men, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus says to them, Jesus knew they were blind. Why did he ask them, what do you want me to do for you? He was clarifying their faith, clarifying their faith. Some of you want now, 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 and then you get disappointed because he's clarifying your faith. Remember the Syrophoenician woman? Lord, my daughter is terribly demonized. Jesus didn't answer her. Clarifying your faith, bringing your faith to a new level, a new dimension. Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. He just touched their eyes. Done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you pray for people, just follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. He will take you into the life of God. Amen. Jesus has come that you might have his life and overwhelmingly so. He promised us the baptism in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? But you are overwhelmed, drenched, wet in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The life of God comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I remember when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I went to a a conference, uh, John Wimber Vineyard, and and, uh, some guys prayed for me. And I just said, I'm dry, I'm dry. And then I said, oh, I think I'm gonna fall over. (laughs) And I fell down the floor and I was literally felt like I was underwater. And everyone who was talking, it was like, bloop, 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 you know, when underwater, and they were praying and prophesying. I couldn't hear anything. Bloop, 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 bloop. I was baptized in water, Holy Spirit water. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, when you get baptized, you'll know it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is the fountain of living water, Revelations 21, six. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. I remember uh, I spoke to a guy. I said, what do you want Jesus to do for me? He said, well, I've got money. I've got a boat. I've got a house. What else is there? If you would thirst, he would give you his Holy Spirit. He would give you his life. The Holy Spirit is life. The Holy Spirit brings the love of God. Amen. We need him. You know, sometimes I go to churches on Sunday because normally I don't preach on Sundays. I go to churches and I'm like, I've been to a couple of churches uh, in the States. And I'm like, God, where are you in this place? I'm thirsty for you. But it's all, where is he? I want you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for God? Are you thirsty for his life? Or did you just come for a miracle? Like, Like going to Walmart. I just went for my bread, butter and milk, you know. Don't delay me. Are you coming shopping or are you thirsting for God? Jesus is life. He's a person. He heals the body to give you his life, eternal life in him. He conquered death. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He is life. Uh, I think it was January of this year we had prayer meeting during the week and I felt to pray the Lord would raise the dead. Next, the following weekend, we went to the Gold Coast. A young man was sitting in the front row. He fell into the chair. He dropped from the chair onto the floor and he died, died. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. They were doing CPR on him. I used to work in a hospital. I worked in a morgue. I did CPR when I was younger. I know when I see a dead person. There was no life in this guy. There was no pulse. They had an oxygen reader on him. He was gone. Later on, he said that he was floating above his body looking at it. They called the ambulance and people prayed. And then suddenly his chest started moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Resurrection life. I'm telling you. Not only does God bring life in the physical realm, but God gives you eternal life, eternal life. Without his life, you are spiritually dead. You look alive, but you are dead on the inside. Jesus Christ will cause you to be resurrected on the inside. John chapter three, you will be born again born of the Spirit of God. His Spirit will come in you and give you life, eternal life. The thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's why most of you are here, because the enemy has been stealing from your life. But I have come, Jesus said, that you might have life and have it even more abundantly. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. A few weeks ago, we are in Toronto, there's a lady, she's got on her placard, insomnia, can't sleep, what a terrible thing. Holy Spirit comes on her she gets drunk with laughter and she's saying, well the joy is good but I came here for healing. You don't understand, he came to give you life. She was healed of her insomnia while she was drunk with laughter, amen.